podcast is brought to you as a joint initiative between Anubhav, the National Institute of Social Defense, Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment, and Media for Community Foundation. Producers, Kowai Vani, Kowai Care Retirement Communities. If you are a senior citizen and need help, contact our elder helpline 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. We promise to help you lead a better life. I repeat, 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. The Big Gender Divide Hello friends, I am Krishnan from the Kovaiwani podcast team and in this podcast, I am going to be in conversation with Revati Bhaskar and Malati Jayakumar, my colleagues and friends from the same team. Hi Revati and Malati. As always, lovely doing a podcast with you. How are you both today? Hi from Revati. We are fine and looking forward to the podcast, which I presume is on the big gender divide. Hello everybody. I am Malati. And I'm really thrilled to be involved in a discussion on a topic that is very close to my heart. When I was thinking about the status of women, not only in India, but across the world, except in really few progressive countries, your names were the first to come to mind, as both of you are liberated women and achievers. Malati was a journalist, communication specialist with experience in the British High Commission and UNDP, and she is a writer and author. Revati is an economist, banker, and social network innovator. Both are ideal podcast companions. Just one statistics before we begin. Recently, New Zealand Cricket announced a pay equity deal so women and men earn the same match fees. That was really good to read. You know, India has some really tremendous male dominance issues. I say this with a lot of pain and anguish in my mind, as I believe that we men are more responsible than women for this problem. Why has India slipped so badly in the last few years with gender equality ranking standing at 135 among a total of 146 countries in the Global Gender Gap Index 2022? Let me begin by asking you, Revati, why are we so poor in the rankings and what do you think are the reasons? The Global Gender Gap Index is based on four parameters, economic participation and opportunity, educational attainment, health and survival, and political empowerment. The index economic participation and opportunity considers the participation of women in the workforce and the pay gap. Though more women have moved into paid work and leadership positions, societal expectations, employer policies, legal environment, and the amount of care work continue to impact their career trajectories. The Educational Attainment Sub-Index considers primary, secondary, and tertiary education. Despite Beti Bachao, Beti Padao initiatives, India still lags behind. Political empowerment is the sub-index where India is ranked the highest at 48. More women in political leadership tend to create a powerful role model with decisions representing a broader spectrum of population. India is placed at the very bottom of the health and survival sub-index. Anemia, the marker of women's health as well as female morbidity and mortality 
presents an alarming picture. As compared to 25.7% of men, 57% of women have anemia, which means nutrition is a very huge concern. Malti, let me ask you, what do you think are the main issues in women being so deprived of their rights, even when our constitution guarantees it? For example, the bill granting one-third reservation of seats for women in parliament has been pending for years. And in India, it seems to be a crime to be, a born, to be born a girl child. Well, the fundamental causes are the patriarchal society in India, widespread poverty, illiteracy and unemployment. It is indeed a crime to be born a girl in India. The discrimination begins right at home. It is shocking to know that thousand girls die before reaching the age of five. Some are killed soon after birth or even as a fetus. On the education front, even if a girl goes to school, there are more dropouts at an early age as they are needed to cook and clean at home and look after smaller children. Girls educated are still well below 50%. Even educated women are not aware of their rights. They are mentally conditioned to accepting all sorts of humiliation. As part of a patriarchal society, they have no voice whatsoever. As for the bill granting one-third reservation for women in parliament, it could have been passed, if not, for political and caste nuances. It is true that in some rural areas, there are many women Gram Pradhans than before, but they are a mere figurehead. In reality, their husbands, brothers and fathers run the show. So while on paper there is more women participation, in actual fact, the men call the shots. However, there's no doubt that women form a huge part of the vote bank. There will be millions of examples of gender equality in India. But Revati, could you give me some main areas where women and girl children are treated as even lesser beings than second-class citizens? Women are programmed only to give, while men are subconsciously taught to take. She struggles to say no, while he cannot accept a no. Throughout her life, a woman is dictated to right from her choice of clothes to type of education or job, when to get married, when to have kids, how to be ladylike, etc. In the name of traditions and culture, girls have always been projected as less important than boys, affecting even the basic quality of life. Girls and women have internalized these unwritten rules so much over the generations that they also consider themselves as second-class citizens. Female infanticide, abandoning girl babies in garbage bins or rivers, lack of proper health care for expecting or new mothers still exist. Further, subjecting girls to mental, physical, sexual, financial and moral abuse is not at all uncommon. The number of cases of acid attacks, eve-tasing, rapes, human trafficking, dowry-related crimes continue to remain high. The tragedy is that the victims are atrociously shamed more than the perpetrators. By placing women on a pedestal to be a perfect daughter, wife, mother and glorifying the superwoman, we continue to set an impossible target for women 
guilt tripping them to sacrifice their whole and soul for the family without considering their own health or life choices malti what do you think are the challenges before government judiciary and civil society the major challenge for the government is the implementation of its policies this could be due to muscle power and corruption at various levels there are not enough checks and balances to ensure that the policies are enforced another stumbling block is the financial factor all budgets be it the health budget or the women and child budget include women in the overall scheme but that is not enough to make a big difference what is needed is a good look at a specific gendered budgeting the main challenge for the judiciary is the inordinate delay even in hearing a case let alone giving a judgment due to the massive backlog justice delayed is justice denied women sometimes do not take recourse to legal measures because they have lost faith in swift and impartial judgments but the civil society remains the root cause for spawning gender division and is the most difficult to fight because it has totally permeated society at all levels both rich and poor women themselves are the worst perpetrators of women, evil against women dominant male members in a family pressurize women to suppress and humiliate the younger female members domestic violence and physical abuse at home teaches the boys to treat all women with scant respect local customs and cultural practices also play a very big role in this revathi what are we missing out by not maximizing the talents of both genders what is your opinion on this if we could maximize the talents of both genders everyone could enjoy equal opportunities it would do good to children marginalized groups business economy and thus foster peace a diverse workplace which includes gender diversity is a productive workplace equal education and jobs also significantly reduce poverty rates lifting an entire nation and improving its gdp gender equality is uh, you may be surprised it's also good for men when there is gender equality men have more freedom about how they express themselves this extends into the career field as well since no job is considered for women only men receive parental leave and family time without discrimination increased freedom of expression and flexible work choices leads to happiness what do you imagine our country will be like if we get anywhere near gender parity and what impact do you think it will have on our responsibility and productivity as a nation i think devati can take this question we will be a nation of men and women who can be torch bearers in almost every field be it sports arts education science etc the impact on productivity will be phenomenal when women get equal opportunity they will boost the economy the health sector will be more inclusive all areas of science will see an impetus and more stars will be born in sports and the creative fields all in all will be a nation to reckon with if i may add greater gender equality can boost economic growth enhance productivity improve development outcomes for the next generation 
and make institutions more representatives. Research shows that if we had gender parity in the workforce, global GDP could go up by more than 12% over the next two decades. But we have to make sure we do it right. No discriminatory wages, no part-time work, no low payments, low productivity assignments, more women in critical management functions. Empowering women is an equal responsibility if our goal is to improve our nations. Finally, on one big issue that we don't think will go away on its own, how can we improve the life of transgenders? A lot is being done, but is that enough? This concerns us in our daily life and needs greater attention. Don't you think? Malti, would you like to take this? Yes, indeed. Most people are afraid of transgenders because of their aggressive behavior in public, not realizing that they are driven to it as a last resort. Even if it is not a visible congenital defect, their destiny is decided at the moment of their birth. The parents and the family reject and abandon or kill the baby. From then onwards, the child faces taunts, humiliation and mental abuse. Schools reject them and education is denied to them. About 92% of transgenders are deprived of their right and refuse jobs. They live with a sense of isolation. Some, like Satya Sri Sharmila, the first transgender lawyer, Manabi Bandapadhyay, first college principal, and the first transgender judge, Joita Mandal, have tried to change the attitude of people. I would like to come in here. Trans people experience the reality of inequality, untouchability, revulsion, and exclusion every day of their lives. Yet, like all other human beings, Trans people have fundamental rights to life, liberty, equality, health, privacy, speech, and expression, but are denied these. Many years ago, as part of my work with underprivileged children, I chanced upon a meeting with a group of transgender people, and the words of one of them left a deep impact on me. I recall here in Hindi for what one of them said. अरे तुम लोग हमेशा पूछते हो गवर्नमेंट क्या करती है आप लोगों के लिए रिजर्वेशन देना चाहिए स्पेशल स्टेटस देना चाहिए वगैरह 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 हम सिर्फ इज्जत चाहते हैं आप लोग हमें नजर गिरा के मत देखिए हम भी आपके जैसे ही हैं बस हमें अपने में एक समझो हम सब संभाल लेंगे थैंक यू रेवती एंड मालती this conversation will hopefully add more voices to flagging up another critical issue that impacts our lives after all greater awareness can bring about greater changes thank you for your patience listeners this is malti revathi and krishnan bidding a goodbye on behalf of the kovaivani team navalayuli anubhav desiya samuha padugappa nirvanam samuha neethi mattrum adhigaram alithal amaichagam மற்றும் மீடியா ஃபார் கம்யூனிட்டி பவுண்டேஷன் இவர்களின் கூட்டு முயற்சியாக உங்களிடம் கொண்டு வரப்பட்டது திட்ட ஒருங்கிணைப்பாளர்கள் டாக்டர் ஆர் ஸ்ரீதர் மற்றும் ஆலோக் வர்மா அவர்கள் வானொலி ஒருங்கிணைப்பாளர்கள் பூஜா முராடா கௌசல்யா மற்றும் சாய் சுதா அவர்கள் தயாரிப்பாளர்கள் கோவை வாணி கோவை கேர் ரிட்டையர்மெண்ட் கம்யூனிட்டிஸ் நீங்கள் ஒரு மூத்த குடிமகனாக இருந்து 
உதவி தேவைப்பட்டால் எங்கள் எல்டர் லைன் ஹெல்ப் லைனை தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழு இல் தொடர்பு கொள்ளவும் காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை ஒரு சிறந்த வாழ்க்கையை வாழ உங்களுக்கு உதவி செய்ய நாங்கள் உறுதி அளிக்கிறோம் மறுபடியும் கேளுங்கள் தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழு காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை fight covid with two vaccinations wear a mask when you go out keep safe distance observe proper hygiene we must win we will win thank you